Good morning, and welcome to Walk and Talk, episode 7, September 9th, 7.22 a.m. Out for a walk this morning, slept in a little bit after uh, going to sleep a little late. I wouldn't say 7.22 is really sleeping in, actually, but all things equal. Like I said on the earlier episode about sleep, I like to go to sleep in the in the 10s and wake up in the 6s, roughly. Um, anyway, beautiful morning out, uh, transitioning from summer to fall, I guess, and, uh, just a really pleasant temperature to walk around. I was thinking about, you know, so far, granted, still very early, but I've been trying to do this walk and talk on a week daily basis for the first, uh, you know, starting last Wednesday, I think. So, um, you know, I've had eight opportunities in that sense, and I've done it seven times with this one, and uh, pretty good hit rate so far. Of course, it's still early. We'll see how things go, but um, the one day I did not go, it was pouring, and, uh, you know, I don't mind running in the rain or something like that, but doing one of these seems pretty difficult, and walking in the rain also, don't know, even without the recording. It's not that pleasant, I feel like, unless you're, like, really hot or something and want to cool down. Um, And I was thinking this thing might end up being a little bit seasonal because, uh, you know, the winter might be a little rougher as well. Some mornings, I'm sure, are fine, just dress appropriately, go out and do the walk and talk, but uh, other mornings, you know, might be freezing, so... Um, and I think there's something nice about like seasonality of things. I've always thought, maybe not always, but, uh, for a while I've thought about how, you know, like sports, professional sports and all sports, I guess, have, uh, seasons to them. There's, you know, an on season and an off season and, uh, similarly teachers, you know, and, and kids for that matter, nine months of school or whatever it is, three months of summer. Um, so we're sort of, all of us going through school to some degree are sort of raised in this seasonal cycle of things and almost everything else that we do in our childhood sort of sticks with us a little bit. Obviously, you know, there's like the whole nature versus nurture thing, but I think a lot of the, uh, the ways in which we develop are, uh, sort of, you know, results of, how we grow up, I don't think many people would argue that. And so if you think about it, growing up and doing, uh, you know, something different for three months of the year versus the other nine, school versus not school, whatever you're doing in the summer, um, I think there's maybe, like, the fact that we all grow up that way makes that feel a bit more natural. And, you know, for better or worse, the working world doesn't really work that way in most cases unless, like I said, you're a teacher or a, uh, you know, professional sports player or maybe um, there's other sorts of jobs that sort of operate this way as well. But I always thought that would sort of be an interesting way to design your years in life to find a way to do something that's somewhat seasonal. Um, I've been intrigued about this idea that, you know, I think... There's all these people these days that, uh, especially sort of like in the circle that I uh, spend time in and with, 
online. Everyone's trying to sort of like optimize everything and figure out the best way to spend a day and everything like that. And I'm no different, uh, for better or worse. I just think it's really fun and interesting to think a lot about how you spend your time and um, value your time extremely highly and always think about, you know, what's the opportunity cost of this thing that I'm doing or this habit that I have? What else could I be doing? How could I be sort of living better? Um, importantly, by your own definition of what living well means and what happiness is or whether you care about happiness versus doing great work or if they're one and the same to you or what success means to you if it's about money, if it's about family, if it's about freedom, some combination of all of these things. I, I don't think that you should try to optimize against anyone else's standard and uh, you'll end up doing so a little bit just because that's sort of how the world is and people are impressionable and we have societal norms, but um, to the extent that you can try to, you know, realize what your own definition of these things is and, and what you want to sort of optimize for, I think that's the way to go. Um, but uh, anyway, I've thought about, you know, people say like, oh, this is the ideal diet or this is the ideal workout schedule or, uh, you know, work schedule or this is a great habit to do and all of these things. Um, but I feel like if you were to solve, for example, what like the ideal day is, um, you wouldn't want to do like you could do that same exact thing every day or like very roughly the same order of operations for your ideal day every day. And over time, it would get old. Um, you know, that's not there, there's something about change and variety that I think is just inherently and intrinsically valuable. Um, you know, change independent of whether or not it's an upgrade, I think can be very refreshing and energizing. And, um, you know, the world is changing and you're changing every day. So uh, to try to keep things the same seems to be sort of going against the nature of things. And, uh, you know, I think change is something that everyone is sort of, everyone fears change to some degree um, and resists change to some degree. I don't know why that is, but, um, you know, I guess because it's generally uncomfortable. You're always comfortable with the status quo and change represents basically other. Um, but to the extent that you can embrace change and uh, realize that it's inevitable and maybe seek changes that you want, to happen for you rather than just sort of playing victim to uh, changes that happen to you, then uh, I think that's sort of a, a good way to go about things. But um, anyway, on the seasonality, I've thought, you know, like the same day over and over again, probably not the move, even if it's like a great day. And so naturally you would want to, you know, if a, if a same daily schedule isn't the ideal, well, maybe you can come up with sort of a weekly schedule where every day is different, or maybe not every day is different, but maybe there's like three types of days, and you do three of them twice a week and one of them once a week or something like this. Um, like maybe, for example, if you want to work six out of seven days a week or something, you have two different like styles of work day. 
one where you like work out in the morning and one where you work out in the afternoon or something like that. And you sort of interchange them from Monday through Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's like a totally different model where maybe you have like a very different diet. It's like your, uh, you know, Saturday or whatever, you eat whatever you want on Sundays. Um, you don't work, maybe you read a lot, maybe you exercise more, or maybe you hang out with friends, whatever it might be. Um, but that's like one example, an easy, you know, simple example of how you could like set up a week. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's just like one example that adds a little bit more variance into life where you find like a few different schedules for particular days that you really like. And then, of course, you could go to having you know, a Monday schedule, a Tuesday schedule, a Wednesday schedule, et cetera, and having all of these things very different. But um, I think, first of all, there's something to, you know, being unscheduled um, and sort of giving yourself a lot of flex time to do what you feel like doing or what you're inspired to do or leave time to sort of slot things in. Um, like, for example, if you're looking for, um, you know, if you come across a great opportunity for, uh, you know, a job, for example, but um, you've sort of locked yourself into another job, then you, do, you don't have time to go for this second, this new job, which, if, you know, it's sort of like a stupid example, but um, the same could go for like a habit. Because, you know, a stupid example, I guess, because, you know, people mostly just have one job. I, I think that is changing and may continue to change more as jobs could potentially become less full-time and more particular task-related. Um, and uh, wealthy people seem to want to be doing multiple jobs more, which is kind of unusual. It used to be that, you know, people who really had to hustle like you hear stories of, you know, single mothers in, you know, poor neighborhoods working multiple jobs to support a family, things like that. And that still happens, of course. But the sort of narrative seems to have shifted a bit to um, not that there's not still people doing that, but like there's some sort of, you know, uh, not so well off people who are like coasting on unemployment now. And, you know, they might work for a time here and there, but, like, the employment benefits are so good that they just don't work a lot. Um, and then you've got, like I said, on the other side, a lot of people who have no need at all to work who are trying to do various things and become sort of multidisciplinary or at least, you know, entrepreneurs who also are investors or, um, you know, a lawyer who also like paints and like, you know, does like art shows or something like this. I don't know the specific examples, but um, it just seems like a trend that will continue in that direction as we have, I hope, more, you know, a better world with more surplus and uh, perhaps, you know, AI is able to and, and, you know, paired with machines are able to produce a lot of sort of our basic, the things we need to, to you know, satisfy our basic human needs and um, food is cheap and water is available and housing maybe gets disrupted and is not 
continuing to skyrocket in expense and uh, maybe education the same and maybe healthcare the same. Obviously, this is a very positive outcome, which uh, there's no certainty of happening. But if any of those balls drop, in a sense, um, you know, the living could become a lot less expensive and uh, it could be easier for people to get enough money to, you know, satisfy their their needs. Uh, maybe there's universal basic income or something like this as well. And in that case, I think, you know, there will be a lot of people not necessarily working and just sort of doing whatever they want, for better or worse. And then the people who are just very driven, um, you know, regardless of economic means, whether they're rich or poor, will just sort of take on more and more um, opportunities to do things. I don't know. It's, it's sort of like a roughly um, sketched concept, but just something I think about sometimes. Um, but anyway, coming back to like the seasonality of things, um, I think it would be interesting, like you want, you want variants, but you also want sort of positively tested things, like uh, in a sense, and you want enough room for habits, but you also want enough room for novelty. And so I've just always thought, like, are there ways that I can, are there some, like, rules in a sense that uh, I sort of think, you sort of make your own rules for the world sort of imposes its rules on you. Um, so, like, a good example is, like, you can follow, like, a strict diet. Um, it doesn't have to be that strict, whatever, but, like, you make your rules and you have your principles, and then that sort of drives your diet. Whereas if you don't do that, and you just sort of, like, went through aisles at the grocery store and picked some things out at random, you'd have a terrible diet. Like, it'd be all, like, these processed foods and you know, you've got to be, you've got to sort of choose your rules and principles um, to deviate away from the norm and the mainstream of whatever society and the various incentives and everything would sort of like push you towards. Um, and so I think it's it's good to sort of make some rules and have some principles for yourself and um I think in thinking about how you design your days and your weeks and your months and your years is no different. Um, and I've just wondered, like, there's certain things, for example, the weather changes naturally, seasonally. And uh, so there's certain places, like I've spent a lot of my life in the northeast of the United States. Um, and it's pretty, like, you know, I don't know. It's hard, hard for me to see an argument that like the worst three months of the year in terms of weather, which sort of affects a lot of things for a lot of people at least, are uh, January, February, March. Um, you know, they're, it's cold, it's wintry. It's not like the beginning of winter, which again, just due to like the intrinsic value of change, I think the beginning of winter is always somewhat nice. First cold days in a while, maybe it snows. There's like that Thanksgiving and Christmas period, which is just pretty enjoyable overall and like uh, festive or whatever. Um, but you get into January and you celebrate the new year. And um, after that, it's just sort of like this three months 
stretch of like, wow, it's still winter and, uh, you know, nothing really going on and the days are really short and it's just, you know, it's not as uh, encouraging for a, a pleasant day as, you know, a beautiful day in May or uh, September or something like this. And, uh, you know, I could see an argument for maybe some of those winter months over August or something, if you prefer the cold to the the hot summer or something. But anyway, I've thought, you know, one thing, and I I tweeted and casted about this the other day. Casted is what they call tweeting on this uh, decentralized social media app, Farcaster, that I've been using, that I've been mentioning. Um, I've thought about, you know, what if you could sort of be... uh, um, what was the word I used? Maybe like uh, poly, poly residential or something like that. I forget what I, I can't put some term that I kind of like. Maybe that was it. But um, poly residency, um, basically living in multiple places on a regular basis, and so you could spend, you know, eight or nine months of the year in uh, Miami, for example. And then uh, three or four months of the year in New York or something like that. Um, and those are sort of like your main hubs. And I think that's long enough in each place that you could really develop sort of like a, uh, you know, something social for yourself where you've got friends in both places and you're not really gone long enough from either to, uh, you know, for those relationships to depreciate down to zero or maybe even at all. You can uh, maintain great relationships in in both places, and so I think that's what's kind of interesting. Um, and you know, in that example, I'd basically escape. Um, I forget what I said. Nine months in Miami or nine months in uh, New York, but one way or the other, you're sort of like escaping the brutal season, either of summer in Miami or winter in New York, and. Uh, I just think that's kind of interesting. And so, like, if you can sort of have a... That's, like, a very long-term... You know, that's not a day-to-day or week-to-week thing. That's, like, a very sort of macro design on your years. And I've wondered if there's sort of others that you can make in between, you know, things as important as where you live and things as large as few months to nine months stretches. But can you have, you know maybe various seasons in the year where maybe there's a few months where you just like really, really grind on work, whatever that is. You just have like really intense work days. And then, um, you know, you have a month. (coughs) Whoa. Uh, Excuse me. You've got a month where, um, you know, maybe you're just, hanging out more, or if you're living in Miami, you're going to the beach in the early afternoon, and maybe you're just working, you're you're going to sleep early, maybe it's like sort of a healthier time as well, you go to sleep early, wake up super early, stop working early, get some exercise in and go to the beach, and that's for like, you do that for a month, and then maybe you cycle back to working hard, or there's some other thing, and uh, just figuring out this sort of schedule that that sort of has enough variance and freedom built in that you don't wish you had more of either. 
and you can sort of like trick yourself, even though it is sort of um, planned out. It's planned with enough variance and time in between returning to the same things and stuff like that that you never really get sick of it. Um, so like diet is another example of like, I thought it would be interesting. You know, I'm still, I, I like sort of experimenting with different sorts of diets. Um, and yeah, I, I can talk more about that, but, um, there's a couple of things that I enjoy, uh, that are sort of seasonal in nature. And, uh, so there are a few things, I guess, that I'll rattle off, which is like smoothies, it's healthy smoothies that I make with like, uh, uh, protein powder and, um, almond milk and some greens and some berries and a bunch of powders that seem to be good. I sort of like microdose the powders like way under what the serving size is. So this is like cacao and maca powder and turmeric and cinnamon. And uh, there's a few others, chia seeds and flax seeds and uh, things like that. Um, so, and if you search... You search blog of Jake and smoothie online. I think I've written about it somewhere or put up the recipe. But um, that's sort of like a winter, I mean, a, a summer thing. Um, it doesn't have to be summer only, but like you don't really want to have like a cold smoothie in the uh, in the winter. And I don't really, you can make it like room temperature or whatever. It's just like not quite as good. Um, so it's sort of like a, a summer thing, and maybe I could go like, you know, six to nine months on with smoothie being the way that I break my fast in the morning, and, um, you know, three to six months off. Um, and then, like, soup is another one. Like, I love soup, but, like, you don't really want to be drinking soup in the summer. And so maybe soup sort of turns on in the winter with a couple months on either side or something like that, and you just have, like, a ton of soup over dinner or for dinner for a few to several months and then, uh, you know, toggle that off when the warm weather hits, warm weather hits and like right around the time, maybe you start to sort of get sick of it. And then there's enough time that passes between the next season that you're really looking forward to it again, just as much as sort of, uh, the first year or whatever. Um, and then lastly, there's, uh, what was it? Soup smoothies oh hot chocolate um i love hot chocolate and there's this healthy hot chocolate that i found that in my view like once you get used to it i guess that's a key asterisk but once you get used to it it doesn't really sacrifice on like how much i enjoy it versus you know non-healthy hot chocolate and this one it's like it's got like cacao and like some healthy mushrooms or something in it not the type of mushrooms that are going to make you, like, trip out for the rest of the day or anything like that, but just, uh, you know, like, reishi, I think one of them's called. I don't know how healthy or unhealthy it actually is, but it's at least trying to be healthy, and people say that it is, and it's really tasty. So working that in for the winters as well is quite nice. Um, and then just sort of, like, keeping rotations of things and having all of these sort of interacting seasonal habits in a sense and seasonal schedules that intertwine 
I've just thought would be sort of an interesting thing to develop over time. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like a very complex model, potentially. Um, but a few pieces, like sort of the ones that I just mentioned around diet and sort of work schedule and where you live, I think uh, are starting to sort of, um, you know, like come into, come into form for me a little bit. And maybe I'll be able to sort of like organize it a bit later or something. Um, like how social you are is another one or how much you like go and do things or travel on weekends and things like this. Like I always find that that's sort of, uh, it feels more natural to do stuff like that for me in the summer. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, it's sometimes nicer, especially if you're living in like the Northeast to like get away in the winter. And, um, so, and maybe every quarter, you know, you take a break of some duration. So there's like all these various things you could experiment with. Um, but I just think it's an easy, interesting concept to have a seasonal schedule of some sort. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot about habits and have uh, developed a few over the years. Uh, writing a journal in the mornings, just one page, takes like two or three minutes. It's a small page and like a moleskin notebook. And, uh, you know, fasting, which I mentioned, running, uh, various things that I've sort of uh, experimented with and some have stuck and some have not. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not feeling, uh, not feeling like I have a whole lot more to say on, on this point, on the, uh, seasonal schedule type thing, but interesting concept to keep in mind. If you have, uh, any thoughts or want to share anything that you do or thinking about doing, reach out, uh, DM me, uh, at 0 f on, uh, on Twitter, on Farcaster, uh, email me, Jake, at blockofjake.com. Send me questions. I will get to these questions that you've already sent eventually. Um, some of them, I feel like it's, uh, I sort of underestimated a part of that, which is that it's like, I'd like to answer a, um, a question, like, it's easier to answer something when you're just, like, asked it directly, um, you know, in real time versus, like, looking at this list of questions and, like, picking one that I want to address is, like, you, there's, like, it introduces more choice and doesn't put you on the spot, and I feel like I have to, like, have a better answer or something because of that, where I'd rather just, like, sort of answer on the spot in some cases, but maybe one day I'll just sort of tick through them and not spend quite as long on on them as I thought I, I might have, uh, but maybe, you know, end up spending a while, uh, sort of how this thing has gone, for better or worse. But anyway, um, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. That is uh, this morning's recording, and uh, tune in next time. Have a great day.